Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. We're recording. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. We're really trying. I want to talk about that our whole the title of our podcast here soon. Oh, good. Um, okay. My name is Joel, and my name is Steve, and we're. I'm. I'm literally. I'm watching Joel eat yogurt. I am finishing it's up some gross. <laughs> like you thought, I was eating ice cream. No, I'm eating Oikos Triple Zero oh, banana like- cream. Oh. It's good. I like Oikos. We love Oikos here at the Trying to Be Better uh, Today's podcast. podcast is sponsored by Oikos, yogurt that looks like ice cream and tastes like banana. <laughs> if, if you can still taste. You don't sound cool. good. You don't I, sound you know, good. I, I sound worse than I feel, actually. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I am currently under the weather, though, for sure. I, the, st- the COVID status is undetermined. I slept well last night because I doped myself up with dextromethorphan and Sudafed and Benadryl and acetaminophen. I slept like a baby. So I feel like a human today. Yesterday, yeah. I felt like ass. Um, I but, feel uh, like yeah. I feel like I'm moderately hung over. Like, oh, I, yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't drink, you know, but like right. I am uh, I got a gnarly headache and feel a little nauseous, but that could just because I stayed up too late, ate a bunch of sugar. That so. might have something to do with it. We don't, I was chuckling today. I'm like, I feel all, I'm like, oh, I don't feel great. And I'm like, dude, 25 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like what I used to do to myself. Yeah. And then just go do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Keep them coming. That's right. Keep don't them coming. Stop, baby. For God's sakes. I won't have to actually feel any of this. Oh, you know, do you think that, do you think that we're, do you think that we're appropriately I mean, obviously, we're in the middle of the pandemic still. Uh-huh. Do you think that we're appropriately now more cautious of our ailments? I don't Just, know, man. I have no perspective on that. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, uh, you know, get, I can get all, I mean, dude. Have you met me? I can get all up in my head. Like, what am I going to do about this? I got, oh, yeah, I just told Joel before we hit record that I, I have jury duty tomorrow. I got called up for jury duty. Um, so I'm like, what do I do? Do I go down there? Do I, I mean, what am I going to do? Call a government office on a Sunday? You know, I, and I, I told Steve just a second ago, this is a perfect excuse to get out of it. And you're like, but I kind of want to do it. I kind of want to do it. I got called once or got the postcard or whatever that said, you know, on these, this two week date, you might get called 20 yeah. plus years ago. And I never got called at least that I'm aware of. Yeah. Of course, my life was a little chaotic then. So maybe they did. I don't know. All I know is I never got summoned. Right. So I'm assuming that was okay. But um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I want to take part in my civic obligations because that's, that's part fair. of, be, that's part of, hello, that's kind of part of being an American citizen. It is. And it so, is. you know, to, to try and skirt my way out of that feels kind of shitty, especially given everything that I've said over the last, oh, I don't know, six years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I feel somewhat obligated to go perform that duty. And I finally landed on it. I'm like, you know what? If Amazon warehouse workers can go to work, I guess I'll go to fucking jury yeah. duty. Yeah. You know, it's like, right. whatever. I'll wear a mask. Yeah. 
Maybe I'll wear my P100 mask. Yeah, you got a whole you you upped your mask game. Oh, it's awesome. I love it, man. I mean, it's completely obnoxious. And I don't know that. It, I mean, I was tempted to play we got gigs coming up. I was tempted to play a gig in it. <laughs> I mean, just go full Devo. Yeah, but it's awesome, man. It's P100. Like nothing's getting through this thing. Yeah, it's a full on respirator. Did oh, you, yeah. Is it fitted to you? Yeah. I mean, nice. it's 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 generic off the shelf, but it's 3M. It's really nice. It fits perfectly and mm-hmm. it, it breathes amazingly well. Mm-hmm. You can't really hear like everything's really muffled if I talk, but right. as far as like the actual respirating part of it, it's amazing. Are you wearing that to work or what? No, I, might. Have it. I don't know. Yeah, I just just in case. I don't know, man. It, things aren't getting better, so I figured I'd be prepared. And, you know, fr- and frankly, it was an impulse buy. I love it. Yeah. There are worse things you could buy impulsively. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's I don't know. I mean, it's I mean, look at this thing. I mean, full Devo. It's, ser- it's serious. Yeah, it's great. I love it. And it was like 25 bucks. Yeah. And yeah. these filters are replaceable, you know, right. So they right. just pop off and put another one on. It's great. I don't know where that came from. But anyway, yeah, that's I, I was thinking about wearing that to the courthouse. Maybe they'll exclude me from that just because I'm wearing that thing. If, yeah, I would say that's the right place to wear it. <laughs> that's what I kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're supposed any- to have we're supposed to be having some KN95 masks delivered today if they're not hopefully they're not counterfeit um yeah i'll, we probably, ordered, I'll probably just order some wear the kn tomorrow if they actually show we, up we ordered some of those and uh uh some friends of ours gave us like actual n95 respirator masks too i have some of those too as well maybe i'll just wear the n95 tomorrow that's a good idea kind of <laughs> you know not go full wacko because <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what it'll look like you know when we were in florida we went to this outdoor um they have this the florida botanical gardens and they were having sort of their their christmas light celebration at night thing uh-huh. and, and uh we were walking around they had different museums they had a dj which was cool and then we went to this one area and there was that's what a- every botanical gardens needs is a dj i, told, I completely agree <laughs> and we got to this one area and <laughs> and it was this guy boots and cats and boots and cats. Um, we went to this one area and this guy had one of those like big pan hang drums you know oh yeah uh-huh. love it uh-huh. drum things but he had full-on respirator like that oh wow uh-huh. yeah and it was i feel was like i almost feel like if i start wearing this it'll be like the seinfeld where george eats the snickers with the with the knife <laughs> the fork and knife and next thing like everybody's eating it with the fork yeah. and knife like if yeah. i start rocking this p100 mask i bet people start wearing them Today's podcast also brought also brought to you by 3M. It's makers of fine respiratory equipment and, <laughs> and everything things. else and everything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, find us on Instagram, everybody. <laughs> trying to be better podcast. Sure. Email this show. Yeah, you're missing out a lot. Etbb podcast at yeah. gmail.com. Yeah, very good. Dude, you I'm know, our, our 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 listenership has dropped off significantly in the last like month. I don't. Why? I don't know. I feel like it's like half of what the last two episodes have been like almost nothing. I attribute to the holidays, not due to any, you know, fault of ours. Of course, we're still putting out the hits, man. I don't (laughs) we're just going to keep putting out the fucking we're just going to keep on rocking. We're going to keep on rocking. I mean, at one point we were playing like the big stadiums and all that. Now we're playing the county fairs, but it's still all good. You know what? We're going to keep on rock. It's ne- it's never been about that, man. We're really we're huge in Japan. You know what? Yeah. It's <laughs> never been about that. 
it's just no, it's about us about that bearing the message it's bearing, <laughs> bearing the message the yeah. message capital yeah. t capital m yeah man the message <laughs> welcome to the message what, what what exactly would that be you said you wanted to talk about our title anyway oh yeah well not not to disparage it at all but <clears throat> so we've brought up the um the uh <clears throat> amazing buddhist teacher slash psychoanalyst josh corda oh yeah mm-hmm. i haven't listened to him recently his he did a new year's eve um like intention setting ceremony talk about basically he he went you know head on at the idea of new year's resolutions you know mm-hmm. and he kind of basically gave a lot of examples from modern psychology study that those don't do anything they don't work yeah they don't work right people anybody that's ever gotten a gym membership on the second of january can probably attest to that right and you know basically but the reason i wanted to talk about this it just it was just it was fun because he kept saying people trying to be better or trying to be better people like (laughs) and every time he said it i was like oh that's awesome because not that we've not that we really adhere to this you know format our message of trying to be like we're always constantly trying to be better but his his talk i'll i'll bring it up uh i'll bring up the actual title of it in case people really want to hear it it's yeah is there a a link to the podcast or something we could put up yeah it's called new year's eve talk and (laughs) ceremony Uh, his podcast is dharma punks nyc dharma punks with an x yep nyc um and this this episode was dropped on january 7th but i think he recorded it over zoom live with his with his community at you know new year's eve because right at the end of the talk like he ends the talk with a meditation on taking the um uh taking you know the the ref taking refuge in the buddha the dharma the sangha and you know the um the buddhist commitments essentially i know they have words but i can't remember them but he he really like nails the idea that like <clears throat> it's not about set goals are fine sure with with the understanding that the things you want to achieve or do or whatever are not actually going to make you happy right that none of that stuff both spiritually speaking and actually like psychologically speaking bring about any modicum of an increase in happiness the only thing that does that they see is a a, a unconditional loving acceptance of oneself and like generosity and regardless of uh, external circumstances yep yep doesn't matter nothing else matters but that Mm -hmm. you know and he did this thing too where he he asked the question like i guess it's it's a practice that he has done or that is that was taught to him about like you know, what really matters is like, if you think about what would you want your dying utterance to be to people? Right. And what would you want your final thoughts to be as you mm. make the transition to your own death? And that is the thing that is in, indicative of your inherent goodness. Sure. And, you know, that that's the thing that we really ought to focus on. 
because nobody sits around on their deathbed and says, I wish I really, I'm really grateful for all the goals I had, or, you know, I'm re I really wish I would have had more goals or, I, you know, made more money or whatever. <clears throat> so he just kept, he just kept bringing up the phrase trying to be better. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, oh that's my funny. God, that's so funny. Did you email him and say, dude, we got a whole thing about that. I, I honestly thought about, and I think I will try to reach out and see if he wants to come on. Oh see my if God, he's, that'd be amazing. Yeah. See if he's, see if he's, he's I really do enjoy his work for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, it's funny. Cause Mary Stankavage talked about that too, just cause new year's and the thing that stuck out to me about what she said was that the idea of the intention or the new year's resolution has a, like a harshness to it. Mm -hmm. It's indicative of like something being very wrong mm -hmm. and that we have to correct this. Yeah. And not that it, you know, I mean, those things are usually born out of like, well, I wish I was in better physical shape. You know, I mean, there's nothing like inherently wrong with that. But that thing of like, okay, this time, this year, this, you know, I'm really going to get after it eh, later. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, 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 the undue feeling of urgency that, right, those, that those things are going to make me okay. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, and I, you know, there's nothing wrong with goal setting. There's nothing wrong with wanting to accomplish things. That's what I was thinking about when we were talking like the thing in the, in the recovery rooms is like, you can set all the goals you want. You just don't get to plan the outcomes. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with working towards a goal. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't work the first time, try it again. You know, mm -hmm. like that's called perseverance, mm -hmm. but wrapping up whether or not like you're successful or you're self-esteem or whatever and that tends to be kind of dangerous for people like us yeah and it, and if those things that we're wanting to do accomplish achieve uh experience if those can be if we can look at them what i've found is like if i can look at those things as how is this benefiting others you how's know? it benefiting my sponsees right how is this benefiting anyone <laughs> really like right that's where those things will well that's it if you're take hold. If, you're, if your success becomes like a an ivory tower that you a pedestal that you put yourself up on yeah that is dangerous i think yeah mm -hmm. but what do i know i haven't achieved much success in my life <laughs> that's not true well i'm kind of kidding but you know everything um like that's something that's always been a struggle for me is mm. um is like setting intentional goals. Yeah. Like that's always been really hard. Um for I don't you know, I don't know, uh low self-esteem, I guess it'd probably be a good, you know, like why bother kind of thing and I've I've done oh. oh, I've done okay simply by working hard and trying to not be a total asshole all the time and that um seems to have worked out pretty okay for me. Mm -hmm. Um especially given you know, where I essentially started from 20 plus years ago, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so like, I'm, I mean, I have a good position today. I have a, you know, but like Holly shit, she's kind of one of my heroes because she's one of those people that set goals and then accomplish them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, she did it. She wanted totally. to become a counselor. She became a counselor. And then when she became a counselor, she thought, you know, I don't really, this isn't, I, I want to work for myself. I don't want to work for an agency. So she hung her own shingle and it's killing it, you know? Yeah. Like that's to me, it's amazing, you know? I, and I, with that has come a certain amount of, you know, financial success, whatever you want to put it. Um, mm -hmm. But that's not really, 
um i guess the name of the game you know no <clears throat> i mean and I, I i realistically like i set goals to you know i can recall the the pivotal conversations i've had where i'm like i'm gonna get my graduate degree because i really am owning the desire to be a professor you know and then right from that moment to now i'm doing it but see that's so cool i've never had that moment ever mm. i've never had that flash of oh this is what i'm gonna do mm -hmm. ever besides play guitar and acdc but they you know the phone hasn't been ringing for that hasn't no weirdly you know <laughs> but the, the, but even that even that like yeah. that's a juvenile thing obviously and looking back and and i was listening to a podcast this morning where i had this thing of like i'm i'm gifted musically i have some god-given whatever you want to call it innate music ability and i've always always like when I was a kid, I was listening to the good old Grateful Dead podcast about infrared roses today mm -hmm. while I was cleaning it apart. And uh, and uh, like I've always played outside music. Like when we first got a piano, I would just sit and noodle forever. Mm -hmm. Sitting and learning chords and arpeggios and theory. I hated that, but I could sit and noodle and make ethereal sounds. I love that, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm good at it even as a kid, you know, and so uh like that, you know, I have those moments where it's like, had I known that that was a thing that people like John Cage existed? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like my life might look a lot different. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. the only thing that I've ever actually been really good at naturally. Hmm. You know, and so I feel like, I mean, obviously it's a little late for me to go into a career of avant-garde music composition and performance. Why? Uh, I'd go make it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, not like, not like you are going to be the next John Cage, but I think that I, I, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go way back toot your fucking hooter man <laughs> i'm working on it dude i'm okay. working on it everything there's you know there's balance so that's like one of my one of my intentions that i said actually you know a couple of years ago was to be do more with music again and that's happening right it is so it's like it's all kind of unfolding just in a way that i wouldn't have predicted yeah which is i guess kind of back to the point just right. being open and saying yes you know yeah but even that even that even this exile thing the rolling stones thing that is something that approached me it came to you it came to me right well like I, but whether i manifested it or if you believe in that or whatever you know uh, i i i really my cynical self really wants to like um dismiss that sort of magic uh-huh <laughs> but i i i have benefited from what seems to be the universe conspiring in my benefit Yep. More times than I can shake a stick at. Right. So that I probably ought to just accept that there's some serendipity. Well, I think, you know, I mean, how that came around was, you know, I, I, I took the action of starting to take guitar lessons with a guy that's an established musician in Lincoln and those right. people, you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. So he gets calls periodically from people saying, Hey, you know, any guitar players. Right. And I think that's, yeah the manifesting for me is it all comes back to taking the actions which is like i wanted to get better at playing guitar so i could play more guitar i took guitar lessons boom mm -hmm. you know 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been saying for 30 years, man, if I ever get the Steve Urbauer band together, this is going to be the set opener. This is, you know, like I have yeah. a list of songs in my head that would be, I could play five nights and not repeat a tune, you know, but getting that band together. It's not something that like I'm in a position to even think about right now. Hell, I'm doing good just to make it to exile practices and gigs. I'm just someday, saying though that now that you have now see that this would be interesting though now that you've kind of verbalized because I've never heard you say that. Oh really? I don't think. Yeah, I, I have and, set lists in my head. I've got I have configurations. I've got you know. So that's like, let's see if the universe conspires in your sure. benefit. Maybe. Because maybe it'll come to you. Maybe. I remember probably God, 15, 20 years ago, I put together, like I, I went down to like deets and all the music places and put together, Hey, I want to form an acoustic duo. You know, I just need a bass player. And so they can sing some background vocals and I get together with a couple guys. Um, it never panned out to anything, but that was kind of, I like, that was a big deal for me to like go out there like that. And frankly, I wasn't a good enough musician for that to actually happen. <laughs> I think, yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. know, like, I think it was, I think it was, I was overestimating my own ability at the time. Yeah, sure. Um, I knew songs, but I didn't, I wasn't uh, sensitive enough musician to be able to actually pull that off. To like receive other people's input and shit. Like uh, well, elaborate. that, that, and just um, like, I just wasn't, I don't know. I was very good at being loud and, but not very like my, I don't know. I just wasn't that creative guitar player, I guess, you know, Hmm. like if i go but, back and listen to some stuff that i did a long time ago I'm like yeah it's that wasn't great you know i'm very curious now i'm sure our listeners are too all all 12 of them uh what would be the set opener oh um well like for example just off the top of my head i love the dire straight song walk of life yeah oh yeah the boy can play on the yeah and with the light turning off at night time and the lights coming up you know yeah and then jam you know play a set of music and then at the end have some sort of going from like oh like for example this is strictly classic rock shit but like uh jj kale's uh you know after midnight Mm -hmm. more people know from eric clapton like Mm -hmm. nice little danceable funk jam back into walk of life to finish the set that's what i was gonna say like your proclivity for the um the the jam acid fusion mm-hmm. jam band life <laughs> to do that with those songs well that, there's there's that's all my life i've heard all these songs i'm like i wish the grateful dead would have played that yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah so i mean i think that that's something that would that people would come out to see and would have a good time and you know yeah i'd fucking dig that that's what i'm saying and not just old stuff. That's just kind of what came to mind. But there's lots of music out there. Like, I love, I love uh, that Lord song Royals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love the uh, postmodern jukebox version of it with yeah. Puddles, the Pity Party uh, singing it. Yeah. And, like, that would be, that would be somewhere in there, you know? Yeah. Just like, uh, in some like form. interesting classic and pop anthems. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh done in a done woven in like, together cr- and cracked open to receive um you know the music of the universe <laughs> as in what you got you got to you know what you got to do you got to call you got to call joe russo and see if he'd be willing to do it. <laughs> hey joe uh, how do you feel about nebraska yeah do you want to pivot in what you're doing i feel right, like we could I, really I, I feel blow like some it, minds with I dire feel, straits i feel like it might that might be a, a tough phone call <laughs> 
Uh, that's the problem. I think he, I think that they could do just about anything, but they found a pocket mm. of 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 rabid fans. Yep. That well, they they hit it just exactly. The, the the universe just went. Okay, you guys now. Yeah, you guys now. Yep. Yeah, you're 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 going to be the popular evangelist for a while. So whether you believe in this shit or not, it's it's Saddle bringing up. in money. Saddle up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Strap in because. You'd be fools not to. Yes, yeah, true. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, probably what the conversation centered around with those guys. Yeah. Like, um, We'd you guys want to play? Not... You want you guys want to keep playing weird club shows, or do you want to play the first bank? And, yeah, you want to go out and play three, four thousand seats arenas and yeah. make some make some coin and have a blast doing it. Yeah. Hmm. But anyway, yeah, that's uh, where were we? I feel like we already talked about Joe Russo. We did. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking about intentions. Oh yeah, and like the I don't know the intention to like goals versus goals versus intentions. I guess like yeah. goals versus like I don't know like where what the uh, I mean I think it's safe to say that most successful people, however you want to define that, have set goals in their life to accomplish things. Yeah, I, I mean I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with setting goals. In fact, that's probably a probably a really good thing to do. <laughs> Dude, okay, so this is wild. I'm reading that Dave Grohl autobiography, uh, the storyteller, the drummer from Nirvana and Foo Fighters guy, Dave Grohl. Is it any good? It's fucking great. And maybe it's just because I have sort of a proclivity for that era of music. And I'm very, you know, he was in a pretty successful kind of punk outfit before he got roped into Nirvana. Mm -hmm. But he was, he didn't write a lot about the Nirvana years. He wrote a little bit about getting into it and the explosion. And then he kind of skipped right to the end, which was fine because we can, we can, that's all been written about. Yeah. You can Google that. Right. But he, uh, he was talking about how when he got brought into the band after the band's first record and they were recording Nevermind and they were talking to some big labels or whatever because they had already had a following with their first record bleach and they sure. were going to, you know, they had, they were going to make another record that ended, ended up being nevermind. They were in like some studio exec and, you know, the executive was asked Kurt Cobain, like, what do you want to, what do you want to do? And he's, and Kurt, you know, said straight, whether he was in Dave kind of put it in the book, like he wasn't sure if he was being serious or not, but Kurt said, I want to be the biggest fucking band in the world. Oh, well, there you have it. And that's, and here's the thing, like he had that intention and he Mm -hmm. achieved that intention. Mm -hmm. I don't think it it killed him. I mean, heroin killed him and suicide killed him, but mental illness probably and a lack of resources around that. Right. But at the same time, like you can have those goals and achieve those goals, but what's the, what's the substance of that? Right. Like, what are you hoping to get out of that? Right. Do you want that's interesting? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's the thing that I'm like. And I don't know if there's a connection there, and I'm I'm definitely well. I mean, that's not a that's not a uh ununique thing in rock and roll or stardom, you know. Yeah, Bon Scott from ACDC did the same thing. Yeah, man. You know, he announced to the world that he was going to be a rock and roll singer. He's going to be a rock and roll star. And ended up vo- choking on his own vomit in Paris right as they were getting world famous. Yeah, you know. So is that poetic justice? Is that you know? I mean, is that how that story is supposed to end? Yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right as that band was on the verge of actually becoming something resembling worldwide superstars, mm-hmm. he choked on his own puke and died. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right? I mean, what yep. do you... 
So, you know, did he achieve success? Yes and no. His band went on to be one of the biggest selling rock outfits of all time. Yeah. Without him, you know. Right. So. Hmm. I, um, yeah, I, it just, and, and maybe, you know, connecting these dots is very, whatever the, the, the metaphor in that is that, uh, you know, who's it for, you know, like, sure. I think it's, it's one of those things where I have experienced as a theater artist slash teaching artist, I have experienced the, the, the intention to try to be top shit and try to be try to be the person the know-it-all the person that knows everything um you know the 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 desperate need to be validated as some sort of academic or theatrical genius whatever to fill to fill that that hole with your academic success and that has been that is that is immediately disappointing (laughs) i mean (laughs) trust me that feeling that that's interesting because it's so a more, I mean, everything is changing constantly, so there's no way to grasp onto that. But if you're looking to that experience to fill that hole, it is it is a rude awakening, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like today, like classes start up tomorrow. I'm gonna put together a syllabus, and I'm just gonna, you know, get in my car and go to work. And it's not that's not like, oh, poor me. It's <laughs> what it is is like. Uh, this is this is the work that I do. I'm not mm-hmm. looking for it to do more than it can do. I'm not going to the I'm not going to the hardware store for milk with this. Right, right, right. You know, like yep. I'm going. I'm I can be of service to these students, and it's an opportunity to, you know, to be loving and kind and treat people well. Um, I'm not looking for it to uh, make me happy anymore. Sure you know yeah that's that's interesting i've noticed playing with exile is that like really my intention with that is to show people a good time yeah right like that's really like people need a good time you know what i'm saying like and so they can come out and kind of you know like the like piano man says forget about their cares for a while you Mm -hmm. know and just rock out and get funky and weird and like then that's to me a successful evening you know like if, if i can play a part uh in in somebody going home and saying that was fun then that's a success i and like, i think wasn't that, wasn't steve Bauer awesome because i wasn't but you know <laughs> if they if they can just think you know that was cool that was fun i'm glad that that exists in lincoln nebraska or what you know right or that solo that solo in that song that i love sounded really comforting and familiar and sure. made me have a great you know like yeah, yeah you're a part of the experience you're not trying to steal the experience from others right yeah, yeah i'm trying to you know that's what makes it worth dragging the amps out you know i don't i am or I don't in my case know, amp i don't know what i don't know if i don't know who it was um I, I want to say it was either Gandhi or Ramdas or somebody it was like, I, it, it could have been none of those people. It's one of those quotes that just sort of lives anonymously maybe, but like people don't remember, people don't remember. Like I, I, I think about this in the classroom or in the rehearsal room, people don't remember like what I said or how, you know, maybe they do, but they, people don't remember what I, you know, knowledge I dispo, disposed upon them or taught mm-hmm. them people feel people remember how you made them feel yeah 100 percent. 
That, you know? I've, struggled, I've struggled with that area with that my entire life. Correct. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I I am really good at making people feel like shit. Yeah, me too. And just like, I would love to take the wind out of your sails for no other reason than to watch you deflate. I don't do it on purpose. It just happens. It's just who I am, baby. Oh my God. (laughs) Our friend Terry, who's been on the show, you know, used to tell me like, dude, your message is usually not wrong, but your method of delivery is almost always entirely inappropriate. Yeah, (laughs) I did. I did it the other day to somebody who I, you know, work with. It was like, they were feeling very enthusiastic and, and excited. And I basically was like, yeah, call me in three years when, you know, just like oh, you totally rained on their parade. Yeah. What the, f- <laughs> you know, but oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of that too. Like, congratulations on your pink cloud. Mm-hmm. Call me in six months when you have a clue. Okay, fine. <laughs> Why do I do it? Because, well, I, I couch it now in the fact that I'm 50 years old and I'm entitled to a certain amount of that curmudgeonry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. you've earned you've earned your I've earned, I a hey, man. I got my stripes. <laughs> just listening to 20 somethings talk sometimes. I'm just like, oh, boy. OK, it is. It is a test of patience, my friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not. And, but I have to remember, like, I have to take it back to like, what did I sound like when I was 21? And the answer was not great. And were you, I, I need to remember, was I impacted by people that were cynical or was I impacted by people that were graceful? Uh, I, yeah, yes. And yes, for me. True. Right. But I think about, I think about, I I've been, I've been thinking about this particular mentor in my life a lot lately, Virginia Smith, who was my, was a professor at UNL and she retired a few years ago. Um, but she was my acting teacher, directing teacher, overall mentor. She helped me get into grad school, all that. Mm, right. And she was not the most favorite person because she just, she knew how to have boundaries. She right. Knew how to, she That'll knew make how you to be, unpopular. She knew how to have strong boundaries and, and desire what she wanted. And she knew how to like articulate that. And she, she was caring and loving, but she didn't she realized your feelings about what was going on were your feelings about them. Right. And I'm like, you know, a lot of people gave her or behind her back really gave her a lot of guff. And I'm like, I want that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do. She was, Mm -hmm. she was amazing. I hope I get the chance to tell her that again, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, because like that, that's, maybe we should get her on here. Oh, I bet she'd do. I could probably text her today and see if she'd, she'd, she's a ham like me. She'd be down. That'd be great. We need some guests. (laughs) Yeah, we do. Huh? Mm -hmm. But anyway, just like that, like she made me feel like uncomfortable and like, um, but that I was never going to get away with anything, but she also really gave a shit about my success, Yeah. but she wasn't going to do it for me. Right. And that's the kind of like, you know, mentorship that I try to, exude i don't even know how i got on that tangent but i don't know well you made me think you talking about her made me think of my senior year government teacher in virginia's name was john mcmenamin and he i mean john he grew up on the south side of philadelphia he was a five foot tall irish guy but he took no shit from anybody he weighed maybe 110 pounds and he was tough as fucking nails yeah and he was teaching all these suburban punks in fairfax county virginia and he hated every single one of us <laughs> like he in, at night he went and talked down at the federal pen federal pen down in lorton virginia 
to oh, actual wow. hardened criminals. You know, like he went and taught GED to, you know, actual yeah. hardened criminals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so putting up with our shit during the day, right. there, he had no. But I mean, he was so awesome. Like he knew that me and my buddy Chris, he knew that we were not interested in his class. Right. He knew that we were probably more interested in trying to get the hell out of there for an hour than, you know, mm-hmm. and he let us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he right. didn't like, but he, but despite all that, he still treated us like people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he yeah. knew that maybe someday we'd pull our heads out of our asses. And he made it very clear to us that he knew, that he thought we had our heads so far up our asses. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he did it in a way that was like, you guys will be all right someday. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just survive yeah. the next five, 10 years and maybe maybe someday you'll pull your head out of your ass in the meantime if you want to go to mcdonald's fine yeah right you know look out there pretty much but like he that guy had like that i'll never forget him yeah yeah that's that feels very similar to pivotal people in my life that you know virginia being one of them but uh my high school theater teacher dave hastings he was very kind and very caring but he was kind of like yeah, you're a mess, but right. you can, you, you know, you can do this. But you're you're really talented. Mess. You're a fucking mess. So, right. you know, yeah. I got to make him, I got to make a gratitude amends to that guy and just thank oh. him. That was special. That's cool. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know where we got, I don't know how we got here, but I like it. Cause it's like, yeah. How do people, you know, like it's, yeah, it, it's less about, uh, the goal is not to try to self-improve because self-improvement is like um, for its own, I guess self-improvement to, to just boost the ego is not, it's not useful. Self-improvement. Like I'm, I'm going I'm to get my six pack abs and then they'll see. Right. Right. Whatever. The, the self-improvement for its own sake is actually when this shit actually works. It's just like, I'm curious about how to be a better human in the world, you know? Right. Like the fact that you're excited about jury duty and you're like, ah, oh, I don't want to miss jury duty. <laughs> I, you know? Right. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with being successful. No. In whatever area you want to be successful in. Mm-hmm. But it does come back to whether you want to call it being a service to others or, you know, to glorify God or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I I've done all these things through whatever God you want to choose. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's, I think, I think that's good stuff. You know, I think we, just trying we, to, trying to win capitalism is a whole other thing, you know? Well, we both know people that are significantly more wealthy uh-huh. than either of us put together. Yes. That are the kindest, most generous, most loving, welcoming yeah. people in the yeah. world. Yeah. And because they use they use their their resources as as a benefit to their community, not as they're trying to win capitalism. Right. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man, I might come over and get that covid test. (laughs) I was going to say, is that the moment that the spike protein took hold? I don't know, man. Like, I don't feel terrible, but I don't feel great either. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I, I don't have the congestion shit, but I have, I, I still have a headache. I took some shit earlier. What'd you take? 
Excedrin. So that's acetaminophen and caffeine, basically. No, no, no. I took a, I took a leave. I took a oh, leave. so naproxen sodium. See, that's I growing up in a medical household. Like I don't just take cold medicine in quotes. Like I have all of the actual ingredients that go in all of the cold medicines. Right. I have acetaminophen for fever. Mm-hmm. I have uh, guaifenesin for congestion. Mucinex. Uh, yes, guaifenesin is the active ingredient. Always buy generic. You can buy okay. the generic for $3 or you can buy mucinex for 12 Your choice. Um, Quality <laughs> assurance, baby. I want the good shit. Whatever. Um, then, uh, oh my gosh, hold on a second. Oh, he's being attacked by a pug. He's being attacked. It's a bloodbath, everybody. It's disgusting. The humanity. Now, one of my daughters said a friend coming over. Um, so there's acetaminophen, Tylenol, guaifenesin, mucinex, and then there's dextromethorphan, which is the cough suppressant, which is usually sold with a bunch with a bunch of other shit in it. Can you get just the pure? You can. can you yep. You can get it uncut. You can get it uncut, just dextromethorphan. Like if all you've got going on is a little cough, take some dextromethorphan, right? Because all the stuff that's like the daytime, nighttime, all inclusive, super DM. It's just various combinations of all these different drugs. So I prefer to be able to pick and choose. I like my nighttime cold medicine to get me to a point where I enjoy Pink Floyd. Right. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Little 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 Nyquil and a little Dark Side of the Moon. Let's do this. Fuck yeah, man! Um, and so then the last thing wait, we got acetaminophen, dextromethorphan. Um, oh, pseudoephedrine for nasal yeah. congestion. You got to get it from behind the counter. It's the stuff that's kind of controlled because mm-hmm. it's used to make meth. Mm-hmm. Don't get the quote pseudofed shit that's not behind the counter because it doesn't do anything. Go to the pharmacy counter. Say I want pseudofed with actual pseudoephedrine in it because it's the only thing that works for me it's a better if you do it with your hood up and you scratch yeah, your neck, scratch your neck yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and that's for the big one get the 96 <laughs> get the 96 count <laughs> do you have a barrel do you have right. a barrel of that right. yeah, yeah, yeah and if, yeah if you can grind your jaw a little bit while you're asking <laughs> i love no, I, I just did that last night you have uh, you have you have given i love that we have this on record though because you have given me this spiel uh-huh. before and it's super helpful because i will just i i will go i don't know i'm just gonna get some cold medicine and then yep. you end up feeling all fucked up and weird and correct and none yeah. of the symptoms are taken care of but i feel weird yeah and see that's i i hate that so it's like if i like if i if i'm congested but i don't have the cough i take a pseudofed yeah you know the guaifenesin is great for uh first strike like if i start feeling a little congested i immediately start taking that because it helps it helps your coughs be productive you're not just coughing for the sake of coughing when you cough it's actually doing something which is getting the crud out of your lungs mm-hmm. yeah that just i'm sorry everybody no this is great <laughs> i love this because i've heard this i've heard this monologue before but yeah it's true this is it's useful information because i am completely like when I go to the cough cold aisle at whatever CVS or Walgreens or Hive or whatever, I just hate it because there's that, uh, all this fucking marketing bullshit. And I'm like, just give me the four drugs. I am a victim of that marketing. Yeah, exactly. And, well, and so Kirsten, I'm, try, like, I'm trying to be a public service. Yeah, Kirsten is like you. She knows what's what. Like if I have a headache, I'm like, I'll just take. I don't know. Give me like, some what are you going to take? I'm, like, I'll t- I'm taking ibuprofen. She's like, take, no. You need to take Excedrin. I'm like, I don't well, know. Yeah, but, but Excedrin is just acetaminophen and caffeine. 
but that sometimes is, does the trick. Yeah, sure. Well, it's because caffeine's good for headaches too. Plus, it helps you gives you if you're feeling kind of like you just got hit by a truck. A little caffeine helps you get over that hump too. Yeah, but I I am a victim of the packaging, a hundred percent. Like, well, okay, these are the okay. I'll take that. And then it doesn't actually it, do it. This is a public yeah. service. I mean, this is this is important to know. Yeah. It's this sometimes is, kind of hard to find, but that's it's worth spending 30 seconds looking for just dextromethorphan. You can even get it in caplets. Whatever. I think this is why our, re- our listenership is down. <laughs> I don't, dude, this is the message, man. It's I'm the not, message. Capital T, capital M. The I don't care, man. This is the mess. This is the message that we are. Maybe, maybe that's what we need to do is rebrand. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the message. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the message with Joel with, and Steve. With Steve and Joel. Oh no, you can you get top belly today on the message. <laughs> we we're just really. I mean, we're trying to whittle it down to the people that are 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 down to start the cult. Right. You know much. what I mean. Right. This is all. This but is weirdly a, nobody sent us any money yet. The long game. Well, I'll it's see. The but long the, game. We're so, we're sowing the seeds. Right. So yeah. the people that are, I mean, cults take a while. We, trust we, me. We got we to start coming up with like our, our, uh, our, our, you know, our gateway, our thing to the heavens. Mm. The thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Wait, are we a death cult? Or are we just like a, uh, I don't think you ever really start out as a death cult. Oh, it just gets there. It's eventually. a life. It's a life cult, man. It's this a is, life cult. It's okay, not even sure. a cult. We're just a group of people. We're just a group of people trying to be better on, on our way to We're the just, starship we're just trying well yeah we don't have any agenda other than other, you know, other, than, other than your freedom from bondage from and tax bondage. exemption and yeah oh and why aren't, why aren't we in a, why aren't we a religious organization did you watch that john oliver on starting a church just to see no oh it's that, so good i need to yeah john oliver starts a church oh my god i love that just guy. for the, just for the tax exemptions just to show how that works and how churches need to start paying taxes and the fact that they're not as complete bullshit. I'm, I'm actually, it's probably a really, really good. Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, the good luck that I did not actually get super curious about finding the Scientology city Whoa. center in Clearwater, yeah, Florida. Dude. I, I am I, as much as I joke about it, there's a part of me. It's like, you know, I could totally like, now yeah, let's just check it out, babe. Let's just, we'll just sit. We'll listen to their dude, 20 minute thing. It'll be funny. Dude, When uh, I went to my, I went to my cousin's wedding in Salt Lake city two decades ago, and we went to the Mormon tabernacle and all that. Yep. And we went through like the, whatever the visitor center there. Yep. And I am not kidding you, man. After we were walking around looking at the history of whatever for five minutes, two very attractive 22 year old blonde girls came up and started chatting me up Yep. and two very attractive 22 year old masculine looking Joe America dudes started chatting my sister up mm-hmm. and it was like, this is fucking creepy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it was that I can see how somebody that wasn't, you know, on guard would be like, these are just the nicest people. Yeah. And, and, and if I marry one of them, I'll get a planet too. This is perfect. <laughs> Is that how the Mormons work? I don't know, but all I know, well, but you, you, could end, you, my, could, you could end up going door to door wearing the white shirt and the black tie. But if you do that, man, if you do that well enough, you yeah. get your own like solar system when you die. Sure. Whatever. That's the biggest hook for me, man. I'm like, fuck, but I've, I've already done the, I've done the research. Like 
it's too late for me. Like there's, I, you have to have a perfect Mormon life in order to get the planet. Oh yeah. I'm out. Yeah. It's a bummer. No, well, there's no thing about the repenting or like, you can, Oh no, they'll take your money and repent and all that, but, but you're not going to get a planet. No, 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 no. I wasn't I born was Mormon. I wasn't oh, married. Yeah. I don't have 8,000 kids. I didn't do the, I, when I was a senior in high school, I used to party with this girl, Brenda and uh, just on a circle of friends or whatever. Every, hi, Brenda. Hi, Brenda. I'm not, I'm going to omit her last name, but every, every single time she was Mormon, every single night ended with her crying. <laughs> every night because she'd get drunk. She'd hook up with her boyfriend and then she'd cry because she felt so guilty. Every like clockwork. Sounds like a party. It, you know, she was very nice and frankly, a lot of fun until the crying started. <laughs> But it was it was just the more like she just the Mormon in her would just I have to go home and I can't face my parents and what are they gonna think? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe brush your teeth before you go home. I don't know. You just just that's when you say, like, well, you, you know, you started drinking Coca-Cola with caffeine in it. That's what did it that's... to you. You're you're screwed now. I don't know what to tell you. Your rung springer is done. I know that that's that's, the, that's the I know. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, it was it was God. a lot of fun until the crying started. I mean, every night. <laughs> like clockwork. And somebody has to take her home, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Good times. Yeah. So I, I didn't join the Scientologists. I'm I'm grateful for that because I don't I don't know if I'm strong enough to get you out. I don't think anybody is. I think that if I know, started watching what... the Leah Remini thing on dude, oh, I fucking love that shit. Yeah, I, I I watched maybe two episodes. I'm like, yeah, I get it. They're I got other things to do. I get it. They're horrible. And <laughs> well, the one, is... that, the one that I really liked was the wild. What was it? Wild the Osho one. Wild, wild country. Oh my god, that's amazing. Like that story is amazing. That and that that is one that I because I have a proclivity for cults, right? I love them. I love reading, watching about. I love it all. Sure. And I was watching that, and like I was on board with them for half of that yeah. show. I was, I was too, like, actually. yeah, that I love it. I'm like, great. Man, that's how where we can I be, sign up. That's how we should be living. And then they started poisoning people. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. And then Bring they started in. buying Kalishnikovs and, you know, fucking yeah. having shooting practice. And I'm like, oh, yeah, kind of that dream kind of. What, what, I, what I love the, I love Osho quotes. I, I love I love the six hour sex dance movie yeah. parties and tents right and I, stuff. I actually like, thought about you when they were showing those parts i'm like that's right at joel's alley I'm like i kind of did that in grad school right yeah six hour sex dance movement parties i mean what's not to like I, if yeah. that's the I, that's the path to enlightenment as far as i'm concerned correct yeah that's what grateful dead concerts were <laughs> but then they started giving their leader cocaine which is also kind of like <laughs> yeah I was gonna say. that's a, you know yeah Hmm. um but the uh the the singular documentary about scientology the leah remini stuff can kind of turn into like it does kind of it kind of turns up like brenda right it's kind of just yeah. up, it's just people crying right but um <laughs> but the real the the singular piece that everybody should watch about scientology is the documentary going clear on hbo i don't even think i've heard of that Ooh, it's yeah it's great they pull no punches and it's really it's really cool did you watch the kaminsky method i watched like the first 
I didn't finish that. Oh, dude, it's I so know. good. There's I a know. Scientology coat. Those two guys, Alan Arkin and Michael Douglas, are amazing. Yeah, they're amazing. That show is like they're just. It's like what a way to spend retirement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the, it's if you look at it from that lens, like these are two guys that are. I mean, they've had an incredibly successful and amazing career. They're both mm-hmm. world renowned. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're obviously just having a blast making this right. thing. It's delightful. But anyway, there's a Scientology subplot in there that's kind of funny. All right. Yeah, it's great. I like what I saw. I just never followed through. Oh, dude, it's so worth watching. Both seasons are great. It's so good. Oh, my God. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, What are we going to call this one? Um, I I feel like part of our drop in leadership is our last two titles weren't super. They were like, hey, happy leader. I don't know. We could. Yeah, Joel's people saying, hey, are like, want to join a cult? <laughs> <laughs> Joel and Steve finally deliver the message. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has all just been laying the groundwork. We're, yeah. Now we're digging in. Yeah. You know, this, this is, is our, it. You know, this is our 60th episode. Holy crap. I know. It's amazing. Congrats. Yeah, you too. I, I wrote down. This is speaking of the message. <laughs> everybody get a everybody start a gratitude journal i wrote down in my gratitude journal this i was like i'm look i'm grateful for the opportunity to create a conversation today i wrote that down Me too yeah yeah i don't care if there's 10 i don't care i don't care i, 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 I mean i know i really don't either we if we were after the lamborghini money for real we would have oh, we would have tried to find somebody to well, what would happen is we would have stopped after the fifth one of these yeah 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 <laughs> This is obviously not about, not about the uh, the validation. I'd settle for a little validation. Uh, well, I just va- I validate you, Steve. As you know, from other people, from other people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love you, baby. I can change. I can change. Well, for those of you that, and we, we do kind of make jokes for those of you that still listen after 60 episodes. Thanks. I'm yeah, glad that, real. that yeah. our, our wild conversations are a part of the shit that goes on between your ears or maybe right. a break from the shit that goes on in between hey, your ears. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. and, and yeah, if you, uh, if you want to join the cult, please, uh, <laughs> we got to start the Venmo account or something. Yeah. The, or just, yeah. or just keep listening. Tell your yeah, friends, keep, like, and subscribe, friends. like, and like. subscribe. Leave, leave, that's weird, all we need. Leave weird culty reviews on our, <laughs> on our podcast platforms. Like right. these two, these two, uh, hyper enlightened beings change the way I look at money, sex, and dancing. Uh, their message is one that will forever ripple out into the cosmos. Like the funnier, the better. And then sure. send it to us. That'd be great. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, next week we'll do a uh, live bloodletting on the podcast. Uh, that's the next step. <laughs> that's in what I was the- thinking. Well, I was thinking in, in, in our attempt to boost, boost uh, listenership, maybe we ought to do some, so, some sort of promotional event. Like, I don't, know, mean, the, like I don't, I don't know the live merch. show now. Cause it's called, yeah, we should do some merch. I got to talk do, to the merch manager. Let's, uh, let's get those mugs going. Yeah. That's easy. Mugs. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. That's easy. Well, sure. let's invest some of our own fucking money. Because otherwise, mugs. I'll spend it on Switch games. Like, right. let's let's buy let's buy a let's buy a box let's, of mugs. Buy, buy a box of mugs, and then we'll. Oh, I know. We could buy a box of mugs at wholesale, and then sell them 
at a profit. There you go. But these mugs, <laughs> I just want everybody to know these mugs have been blessed by they have been blessed by Joel and Steve. That's right. Individually. They, yes. They have been blessed and they have been uh uh, uh we, in, hell, I'll even include a one ounce bottle of Joel and Steve holy water. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know what's in there. I don't think anybody else does, but it's <laughs> sacred. It comes you from can't, you can't know what's in it. It's beyond our comprehension. Yeah, we are vessels of right. the cosmic fluid that is trans that is flowing through the arteries of time, and it comes from a secret uh, cave south of Lincoln, Nebraska, that is the womb of all uh, consciousness. And uh, we just want you to be a part of it and partake in it like a holy communion of all sentient beings, uh, both of this earth and of our sister planet, Krogon, um, that we can access through the, the opening in the earth. So welcome to the message. I, I don't think I've laughed that hard in months. Welcome to the message. I've been listening to too much, too much Leather Rose with uh, Duncan Trussell and Johnny Pemberton. I can't. You have to. I know. I know. Okay, fine. Tomorrow on my way to on my way to jury duty. While I'm sitting there waiting, I'll listen to the the leather rose. Oh my gosh! You have to send me a photo of you in the respirator at jury duty. (laughs) That has to happen. That'll that'll be my album cover photo. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Cool. I love you. (laughs) I love you too. Oh my God! I feel merch like is coming. Merch is coming. People, something big. I think we're gonna have followers. So let's get some mugs going, and then we'll get some. Maybe we'll get t-shirt. Maybe we'll do a different t-shirt design. Oh. Okay. I don't know. I don't either. We'll work on it. Yeah. We're not. We're not. <laughs> We've been talking about this for a year and a half, so it right. may not. Right. I feel like we're, we can do it. It'll be great. Yeah. All, All right, right, man. Love you. Love you too. Later. Bye.
standing in crying in this land.
Death will go in any family in this land, in this land. Come to your house, you know, don't. Children find that your family's gone. I said, Death don't have no mercy, no mercy in this land. Don't forget, toot your hooter.